the Women Like You podcast would like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional owners of the land we walk on. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. valuable things that you are getting by having some regular exercise in your life. Also, you know, I think it helps with motivation when you're just motivating yourself to to look better. It's not enough. That's basically because you're coming at exercise from a place of there's something wrong with you now that you need to fix and that's bullshit. Hello and welcome to Women Like You, the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Gab, I'm an audio producer and journalist. And I'm Sarah, I'm a GP and I work in fertility and women's health. And on this episode, we're going to talk some more about how exercise can have a positive impact on your brain to improve your mental health and even improve your cognition. Yeah, we had so much fun talking about mental health stuff last week. I mean, I had fun making fun of science stuff, even though like, I love you. I love when you explain it so easily. I love the way that you kind of make difficult concepts easy for dummies like me to oh, digest. I really love it. But stop yeah. it. I did. I did play up a little bit. Don't stop in it. Class. Tell me more. Tell yeah. me more. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did play up a little bit in class last week. So, you know, like I'm going to be serious today and take it very seriously and not, you know, whisper things like pleasure juice um, in your ears at all. And look, you know, the smarts that I'm going to bring to this episode is some sports bra recommendations. <laughs> that's, that's the, uh, that's, basically the level that I'm coming into this at. Hey, we've got to look after our boobage. We do if because we don't, <laughs> brains and boobage. We are we are looking after the important bits. It's all about bits. See, now we've already got another thing for me to whisper at you. Bits. Bits. This episode. <laughs> um, yeah, because, you know, the, the challenge that we set last week was to do a, a run from the Nike Run Club app called Don't Want to Run Run, a 25-minute run. Um, you know, it's free and accessible for anyone who's got an iPhone or a smartphone to, you know, download the Nike Run Club app and jump on that and, you know, get some sweet Coach Bennett in your ears. I think it's safe to say that any of us could have done that this week. Did you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Did did I? No. (laughs) Uh, Not as we say, not as we do. (laughs) That is the beauty of the Women Like You podcast. (laughs) You know, I, I, I think it's important that we set challenges. I think it's important that we, you know, try and make these changes in our life for our health through exercise, but also acknowledging that we're not always going to get there. That's totally fine. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think I may have taken the name of this guided run a little too literally. Um, <laughs> I don't want to run, run, so I'm not going to run, run. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I um, look, I will, I will carry it forward, and I will, uh, I will definitely attempt to take my legs for a bit of a spin this week. Um, I have done exercise though, so yes. that's you know, at the end of the day, it's the most important thing is that we're just getting some movement in our lives, and uh, and I've actually got back into some pretty spicy yoga this week. Spicy, um, yeah, spicy. There's uh, there's a yoga with Adrian. Um, it's called morning yoga flow. It goes for about 22 minutes. And I think the thing that I like about that is that I know that I'm getting my 22 minutes in. So it's, yeah, look, there's a lot of sneaky push-ups. My triceps are absolutely feeling it this week. Um, But yeah, when I get that 22-minute yoga session in, and I haven't done it every day by any stretch of the imagination, but 
you know, I'm pretty happy to be sufficiently active. Sufficiently. And also, look, if that 22-minute yoga session is spicy or, you know, spicier than sort of like a gentle spicy flow. Spicy for me. Yeah. It might that, not be spicy for you, but it's spicy for me. I reckon and it would be spicy for me. But I reckon that's probably counting as more vigorous um, physical activity anyway, though. So you're probably even clocking up, you know, you, you're getting your bang for your buck with your 22 minutes. I had every intention of doing that run, but every time I thought about it, and it, if anything, actually that that challenge made me do more of other exercise <laughs> so because I actually just yeah it sort of worked. I just I just wasn't in the mood for a run this week. Yeah, look, I'm the same. I I did a lot of cycling on the bike. Um, I've been loving it, still going hard with that, which is great. Um, and I took a rest day when I needed to. I, there was a couple of days in there when it was probably just incidental exercise, standing at my desk, um, you know, for extended periods of time. And yeah, I just didn't get to the run. And the thing is, I think also for me is um, I'm conscious of we're still in lockdown. We're only supposed to go outside for a certain amount of time per day. You and live in a very exercise. busy neighbourhood. Oh, my you God. You live in a very busy neighbourhood. The, the bike path is just chockers. Well, the last time I checked was chockers, and that was many weeks ago, and I just have been too afraid to kind of get out there and <laughs> have another crack. So I was trying to find the perfect day where I could go either quite early in the morning or quite late in the afternoon where I was hoping to maybe miss the rush, and it just – the days just never lined up. And also, I'm just oh, man, this a terrible morning person. This week has been person. so busy. <laughs> like I say to myself, I'll find the right morning to get up really early and go for a run. And it just doesn't happen. I'm so shit in the mornings. I just may as well put my hand up now and say I'm never going to be a morning person and I'm never going to like spring out of bed and, you know, hit the bike path for an early morning jog. It's not me. And that's okay. And if, and if I don't get it done first thing in the morning... It's not going to happen. I am absolutely a morning person. And if my exercise really isn't ticked off my to-do list by lunchtime, forget about it. Forget about it. I lo- you know, look, I just think it's, it's – there's two, two parts to this. You know, it, it's all very well for me to say I'm not a morning person. I'm never going to be. If I wanted to be, I could become a morning person, just like you and I have been able to become people who work out. You know, if you want something, you can set up systems to make it happen. The, the key here is I am not going to prioritize. <laughs> I am not going to prioritize becoming a morning person. So then it's just about finding what works best for me. The same thing yeah. for you. You're, you're, oh, you look, you I'm, know I'm, that you need to get it done in the morning. So that's you're just working with the systems that work the best for you. And that's because I love going to bed at night. I'm <laughs> like I am in bed at a ridiculously like grandma early time each night um, and I love it. And I don't make any apologies for it. You know this. I've been to your house for dinner and fallen asleep by about 9.30 on your couch. Very much like my sister-in-law, Elle, who has also fallen asleep on that couch many times. Very, very comfortable couch. (laughs) You two do love to fall asleep on the couch. So I make no apologies for being a morning person and you make no apologies for not being a morning person. It's just about setting up your systems to work in with what works best for you. And for you and I this week, it was to not do the don't want to run run and that's also totally fine i did kind of do it um in that i did it i I put the guided run on but while i was on the bike (laughs) that's genius (laughs) i mean apart from the fact that the gps was going nowhere so i technically ran zero (laughs) meters um it was quite funny listening to coach bennett um in that in a completely different environment where I'm not running I'm literally on a stationary bike um and you know he's talking you through the guided run it was it was quite fun. look it, it um listening to it did make me go at some point I do actually want to do this run it's quite good I could imagine getting to the 20 minute mark of the run 
and, you know, the things that he's talking you through at that point would be quite useful. Um, but interestingly, one of the things that I did love about it was, um, you know, and, and this is somebody who is like the head running coach of a major fitness brand, major global fitness brand, and somebody who is, uh, you know, has spent his whole life being a runner and, and coaches other people running and is now, you know, doing guided runs to millions of people around the world. Um, he talks about why they called it the don't want to run run. And he says, you know, that there's been many times in his life where he hasn't wanted to do a run for many different reasons. And it really made me kind of feel so much better about myself because, you know, you and I have beaten ourselves up about being shit at fitness our whole lives. To hear somebody who's at like the top of the game say that it's shit for them too. You yeah, know, like you just assume that uh, that this guy just rolls out of bed yeah. in a pair of Nike and uh, and hits the pavement, you know, every morning just joyfully and joyfully, blissfully running, and it never sucks for him. But it does, and that just makes me go yes. And also, just you know, back on the the discussion from last week when you were talking so amazingly about the different hormones that we're kind of pumping when we're exercising, it has really resonated with me this week. Every time I've done a workout. When I have felt shit doing a workout, I've gone, you know, it's not me being shit at this. I'm literally pumping out stress hormones because yeah. my body is under stress at the moment. That's cortisol, baby. Yeah. And it's made me feel so much better about myself. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually doing this run at some Happy point. Happy days. Not on a stationary bike. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, I will definitely, definitely get to it. That's a point. That's a <laughs> That's point. A, that's, a, that's, you know, that's as much as I can commit to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, the other thing I saw this week, uh, I can't remember where I saw it. I didn't even bother really going that far into the article because I realised it was probably promoting some personal trainer somewhere and also it wasn't really based on anything, um, any kind of meaty, proper study of any sort. But there was like a headline somewhere which said something like, you know, this is the most effective workout that you can do. And it's obviously clickbait. It's there for, you know, people who are feeling terrible about their weight or their fitness to go like, oh, what, you know, oh, I need to know what the most effective finally, type of workout is. Finally, I need is. the one. Yeah, I the need one. the one. Yeah, please, you know, the, the, finally somebody's cracked the code and I'll just click on this article and yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, I did click on the article and there was, you know, some discussion in there about like higher intensity interval training being some of the most effective types of exercise that you can do for X, Y, Z. And obviously one of yeah. the big things for that was weight loss. Mm-hmm. And we had this discussion recently on the Women Like You Instagram page. Um, and I just wanted to kind of come back to this point because this article sort of tied in with that when I saw it pop up. The most effective type of exercise you can do is the exercise you will actually do. Because it really depends on what your success factors are. You know, if you're exercising- yeah, how are we measuring success? Here? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're exercising to lose weight, sure, there might be certain things that you can do that that would be the most efficient. But, but as we know, and as we discuss constantly on this podcast, exercising for, for that specific goal doesn't work and it's not a long-term solution and it doesn't allow you to set up the systems in your life that mean that you can create an exercise habit 
and then sustain an exercise habit because you're focusing too much on that goal. And that goal has usually come from a place of shame about feeling shit about yourself, uh, shame about the fact that you mm-hmm. don't look like the beauty standards that you've been made to believe we should all look like, um, you know, guilt at decisions that you've made in your life about the oh, types yeah. of food that you've eaten or the things that you've enjoyed. You guilt, know, it- shame, these are all terrible Terrible emotions. Yeah, and and terrible motivators. They, they they do not have a place in our in our women like you movement. They we 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 are focused on exercise to prevent disease, exercise to make you actually feel really good, exercise to improve your cardiovascular health, to reduce your metabolic complications. Not just because you'll look better in a size twelve pair of jeans than you will in a size fourteen pair of jeans. Like what the what? Totally. Just do not give a fuck. And, you know, the other thing is, like, as we know, like, if you've ever had someone in your life who's ever criticised your weight or criticised <laughs> how you look and then said things to you like, I'm only doing this, I'm only saying these things because I love you. And I, I love the you. best for you. I just- <laughs> we know that as a strategy for success, a strategy for motivation, for inspiration, using shame and guilt does not work. So in that same vein, this whole idea of this is the most effective type of exercise you can do, sure, depending on what, as you say, your measurement of success is. And for you and I, the measurement of success is not weight loss. It's not how we look. It's it's how we feel. And it's how it's it's whether or not we can create the exercise habit and then repeat the exercise habit so that yeah, how are we going to feel in the years to come in the years by to being come. people that actually do care about their health yes boom yeah i mean look the 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 most effective workout that i did this week was not the run it was the yoga next week it might be the run look the week after that it might be a pilates class the you week got those after roller that, skates baby I've, i know i know <laughs> I have, yeah. I, I, I do need to. Uh, I need to get my skates on. <laughs> that works at so many levels. Get your skates on. But that's the thing. Like as we say, the most effective type of exercise is the exercise you will actually You'll do. Actually do. Boom. Boom. To be sufficiently active. All right. Let's get into the smarts. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'll try not to ask. <clears throat> no. Too many ask- dumb questions. <laughs> there are no dumb questions. <laughs> There are only hilarious outcomes. Um, so, <laughs> last week we really we merely scratched at the surface of how exercise can improve our mental health, and there's so much more juicy science on the subject that I thought we might have a look at a couple of other pathways. So, if you haven't yet had a chance to listen to episode 11, we chatted about how exercise can hack our dopaminergic pathways involved in pleasure and reward, and we also chatted about the neuroendocrine stress response. So, we're talking about you know, cortisol and adrenaline, and how regular, consistent exercise can help to train our brains and our bodies to cope better with these stress hormones. But there are other really interesting hormones that can be up and down regulated in response to exercise that I thought we might have a little chat about today. So this uh, actually flows on quite nicely. I wanted to ask you a question, Gab. Mm. You're a runner. Mm. Not this week, but, you know, (laughs) not this week, but, you know, I've been a runner. Yes, yes. Have you ever experienced a runner's high? Um, I think I have, like once. Mm. It's yeah, it- and 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 I always thought that it was just total fantasy and nonsense because mm. every time I'd been for a run, I felt awful. Um, 
But then there was one run that you and I did together when afterwards I was like, oh, my God, I feel amazing. Yes, yes, yes. And so for years it was thought that the runner's high was due to the release of endorphins. And I always wondered about endorphins because I was like, I don't seem to be getting any because where these endorphins feel shit. (laughs) And, And look, so endorphins are chemicals that are produced by the body to relieve stress and pain, and they work on your opioid receptors in the brain, the same receptors that opiate drugs would work on, like morphine. Okay. Um, over the last 20 years or so, there's been an increasing body of evidence to suggest that this you know, so-called runner's high is not actually due to the release of endorphins, but rather due to the release of this other very funky chemical called an endocannabinoid. Wait. Yep. Endocannabinoid. En- endocan- <laughs> you got it, baby. Endocannabinoids. <laughs> endocannabinoids. Again. Half the reason we're talking about this is because it's just super fun to say. Um, (laughs) Science words are fun to say. Endocannabinoids. Yes. So you will recognise that that word does sound a lot like cannabis. Yes. And in the same way that endorphins act upon the opiate receptors in the brain, endocannabinoids act upon those same cannabinoid pathways that cannabis does. So it is theoretically possible to get a little high off exercise. What? There was a, uh, albeit, look, it's a very small study, but there was a study published in 2016 which measured endocannabinoid levels Mm. and changes in mood before and after an exercise session of varying intensity. And the study found that subjects experienced a significant boost in endocannabinoids and improvement in their mood following their prescribed moderate intensity exercise. So, you know, these people were feeling better after doing I think it was 30 minutes of moderate intensity exercise. But when they actually took blood samples, they saw that there was this spike in endocannabinoids. That's wild. So, like, so, yeah, kind of like a, nat- a natural high, I suppose. Yeah, basically, it's like a little natural high. And it's, look, it's, it's interesting that there were, it was not always found. So it wasn't always 100% reproducible, which is, I think, our experience with kind of runner's high or, or the exercise, post-exercise high, it did seem to require a certain intensity mm-hmm. um, that you might not necessarily get from lower intensity exercise. But, yeah, I just I find that really kooky and fun. Very. And also because, yeah, I mean, I literally can, can pinpoint the one run where I feel like this has happened to me. Um, oh, damn, I wish I could have done some blood tests right then and there to see if my endocannabinoid can, you got it. You got it. <laughs> if my endocannabinoids were, you know, slightly raised. Um, but, yeah, it's yeah. obviously it's not something that happens every time. It's, it's sort of like no. a, f- a few things all have to kind of align. That's and we- right. And, look, there probably is a role for endorphins in this as well, but these endocannabinoids absolutely play a role in why we potentially might feel good after a high-intensity run. And then just when I was doing a bit of reading around kind of the the different neural pathways that we can upregulate and downregulate with exercise, um, there's another really fun little chemical that I wanted to talk about, which uh, which also appears to be modulated by exercise. And that one is called brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Yes, there will be a test on this later, Gab. Oh, man. Um, it's like just the trophy. definitely one, the won't one, be. The one yeah. that sounds like trophy. 
Trophy wife factor. Trophy wife uh, factor, please. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we will just call it BDNF. Trophy wife factor. No, sorry. Tro- B- BDNF. Trophy, yeah. BDNF. So BDNF is a sounds key like, sorry, molecule. Sounds like something you'd find in like a German. Uh, it sounds like- a little bit sexual all of a sudden, but I think that's just because we're talking about it. <laughs> no, I was thinking more like like um, a German kind of basement party. Um, it's like a particular type of music pumping. Yes, I'm going to the BDNF, BDNF party. BDNF party, yes. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, serious, serious science talk. All right, so BDNF mm-hmm. is a key molecule that's involved in plastic changes related to learning and memory. And so there's evidence that suggests that getting you know, a good bout of aerobic exercise can increase the production of this chemical in our body, and that can have an impact on how well we learn. Wow. I just think that this is so brilliant. So the way that it does this um, is to enhance – I'm going to hit you with some more with some more technical terms here. Okay. Are they fun? Are they fun? No, it's all right. It's fine. They don't need to be fun. They, they're important. They're I should be serious absolutely now. absolutely <laughs> fun. Obviously, they're fun. They're terribly fun. Science is fun, baby. Um, so, it, it does this through its ability to enhance neurogenesis, which essentially means your ability to make new neurons, through synaptic plasticity, so that's basically getting your neurons to make new connections and, and talk to each other. Synaptic and plasticity, yep. Synaptic plasticity. And, uh, and through long-term potentiation. So that's basically making these new connections stick. This is, this is like very basic learning science, essentially. Um, well, so, basic for you. Yeah. Well, it's pretty <laughs> intense for me. <laughs> but, so I mean, didn't crack this out in year 10 science, I, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm meaning that's a very basic explanation of something oh, right. very complex. <laughs> I thought you were like, oh, this is just super easy. Like, I just, just do this kind of reading on the weekend. I was like, okay, I'm feeling real dumb right now. I might no, need to you... go back over some of that. I, I do do this reading on the weekend, but no. <laughs> yeah, so key. So there's kind of three key key steps along that that learning pathway. So you need to make... You need to make new brain cells. Mm-hmm. You need to get the brain cells to talk to each other, mm-hmm. and you get and you need to get those connections to stick, to stay, yeah, to remember yeah. what they've just learned. Neurogenesis, okay. synaptic plasticity, and long term potentiation. Jeez, that's uh, that is incredible. And so then, uh, w- you're saying that exercise can help with that process. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, you know, these are some really good quality studies, and and I'll put a link uh, a link in the show notes so that you can have a a read of the uh, of the. If you're like Sarah, rather than read this shit on the weekend, if you're a little aficionado <laughs> and you'd like to uh, to get really stuck into this, because I am absolutely glossing over the science, and I apologise to any scientists listening. Um, <laughs> But it's interesting that a recent study has shown that in healthy elderly population, and we're talking 55 to 80-year-olds, that moderate intensity walking increased their BDNF levels like significantly Whoa. and that this translated into reduced cognitive decline. Damn. Like, yeah, because obviously, you know, if, you, if you're keeping your brain, you know, learning new things and, and having you, them you, stick, you're keeping it active and busy and and. And yeah, I guess obviously one of the biggest things you're heading towards in in your later years could be, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this this study basically showed that uh, that exercise not only kind of serves to improve your cognitive function, but it might also help to keep intact your cognitive function as you get older. So, you know, I just I think that there is so much. This is all relatively new research. Certainly when I was at university, neuroplasticity was was not 
on the was not on the timetable. Mm. Um, you know, we were very much you know you were born with all of your brain cells, and and eventually they will decline over time. But you know, there's real evidence now that these you know neurotrophic factors can increase your your neuronal density and and have opportunities for new learning and new pathways, which also means that there are opportunities to relearn things. Um, and you know, I just love the idea that. Not only is regular exercise going to make you feel better through all of those mechanisms that we've already discussed, mm. but that it might even make you a little bit smarter. Yeah, wow. So like I mean if I keep if I keep cycling, <laughs> I'm gonna be able to say things like endocannabinoids in a cafe somewhere and uh, when cafes reopen. <laughs> BDNF trophy wife and uh, yeah synapsis uh, yada yada and and like they'll actually stick because I will have learned them because I'm so much smarter now because I keep I've done all the exercise that's because you did you don't want to run runs <laughs> and look I know that uh, I know there's been a lot of jargon and a lot of technical terms and whatnot and you don't really need to know the the nitty gritty of neurogenesis and long term potentiation but. I think that uh, just having an understanding of the many, 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 many valuable things that you are getting by having some regular exercise in your life. Also, you know, I think it helps with motivation because mm. when you're just motivating yourself to to look better, eh. It's not enough. It's not it enough. It sucks. And, and again, yeah, it comes back to that's that's basically because you're coming at exercise from a place of there's something wrong with you now that you need to fix and that's bullshit. Um, no, there's something you, wonderful about you now that you want to hold on to. Yeah, or that you can even improve. Like, yeah, <laughs> like as in literally, you know, help your brain get better or do things better or, you know, be better at a, at a later stage of life. I, I just, it's mind-blowing. You know, like this, this takes me back to the episode where we talked about type 2 diabetes um, and you pointed out some research, some recent research that's um, come out that shows that, you know, a, a, a good bout of moderate exercise, you know, like 30 minutes of moderate exercise can help regulate your insulin levels for the next yeah, 24 absolutely. hours. Yeah, absolutely. It can improve after. your insulin sensitivity for up to 24 hours at least. Right. So, and, and then if you're giving yourself little wee doses of this stuff through the day, you can, you know, you can have, and it can have an enormous non-pharmacological effect on your health that doesn't have the side effects of medication. So look, I'm, I'm not anti-medication in any sense, um, but I think if we can manage our health without the use of medications, then surely that's, you know, if we can prevent these diseases from happening in the first place so that we don't have to have the medications, then mm. woohoo. Yeah, totally. And, and But also just, you know, all of the evidence that we're kind of stacking up here is just another reason for, as you say, motivation to get moving um, that has nothing to do with how you look or, or you know, what size dress you fit into or any of those other things that we've kind of held on to for so long and that we bang about, bang on about all the time as well. It's This is literally, you know, similar to last week's episode, we talked about, um, you know, your kind of hormonal response to exercise and the fact that it can actually help you deal with stress in your day-to-day life because you're teaching your body to deal with stressful things and you're teaching your body that it can do hard things and overcome them. Um, I just think it's just another brilliant thing to chuck in the toolkit of like why we're doing this. It's another feather in your bow. Yeah, why why are we doing this? You know, it's literally for your health and you you could actually make your brain better. I mean, that's that's blown my mind. Holy shit. good stuff, hey. 
It's good stuff. Thank you, scientists. Thank you. Thank I'm, you, science. I'm merely a, I'm merely a clinician making making my making sense of the clever science, but uh, it is yeah. It's Stop being practical humble. and it's real. Stop being humble. Bitch, You're be brilliant. Humble. Bitch, be Bitch, humble. Be humble. You are brilliant, and that was amazing. And thank you so much for kind of condensing these really quite and I find them very difficult concepts into something that I can understand. I really appreciate it. I think it's really great. Um, and I also just love the fact that yeah, we can. Get a good old natural high from running. Thank you, science. Thank you, science. Thank you for the high. <sighs> um, anything else you want to add? No. Science. Science. Chats. Science. Um, ins, 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 ins. I'm going to the BDNF club. Ins, 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 ins. Um, Have you got any endocannabinoids, mate? <laughs> ins, 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 ins. No, I don't. Just going to get on the endocannabinoids at the BDNF club. <laughs> Get on the endos. Get on the endos. Uh, I don't have. Uh, I don't have any endos at the BD, BDNF. B, BDNF. <laughs> I do have sports bra recommendations, though. Good. Uh, you know, straight. Well, you, to- you, you're talking about having your mind blown. The day that you told me how to measure myself through a sports bra, <laughs> I'm not joking. This is why I said last week. Can we talk about sports bras? Because yes. that. That blew my little brain box open. Totally. And also because it turns out you and I have been measuring our boobs wrong our whole life. Um, Totally. uh, To be fair, though, like we did this about a year ago and we found a sports bra that actually fit and works. However, I've not actually translated that into everyday bra. I still don't know what what those sizes are because, yeah, I've tried to, you know, go into that world and it's just – it's a minefield. There's nothing makes sense. Every website will tell you something different when you put in your when you punch in your digits. <laughs> I have uh, I have pretty uh, pretty modest boobage, so I can kind of get away with not the most supportive day to day wear. But when it comes to you know knocking out some kilometers on the running track, then you do need some support. Mm, you want to feel strapped in. You want to feel yeah. like yeah, it's. I, said oh, last I remember week, Kevlar. I remember my my husband took a slow motion video of me running. Also, never do that. Just never, <laughs> never, never look at yourself slow motion running, particularly if you're wearing a dodgy bra, because my albeit relatively small boobs were going everywhere they're moving oh but the thing is you sent me that video um and you were like holy shit i need (laughs) holy shit i need a sports bra but all i saw in that video was not your boobs flapping around i was like so excited because you sent me a video of you running and it was like one of the first times you'd gone for a run the first time i'd been for like a run as an adult yeah and i was like I'm not looking at your boobs, mate. I'm looking at my best mate going for a run, feeling amazing and and doing something super exciting and actually showing herself that, you know. Uh, total feeding energy that day too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, yes. Yeah, right, so sports tell me bras. about sports bras. Yeah, sports bras are very important, obviously, for all the reasons we've discussed, not just, you know, you know, keeping the boobage safe, but it, it does actually Cooper's make ligaments. Feel, yes, those things. Cooper's, Cooper's ligaments. Li- Cooper's ligaments. <laughs> That's like just another type of Cooper's beer. <laughs> no, yeah, no, they're, 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 they're the bits that get a bit saggy a bit as you saggy. get older. You want, your, you want to look after your Cooper's ligaments, um, but also it's, you know, so important so that you actually feel confident when you're running and, and you, yeah, you, you don't feel hideous, um, especially at different times of the month where the boobs are sore. Um, yeah, strap yourself in, baby. So I found this website last year called Sports Bras Direct, um, and it's run by a lovely lady on the Gold Coast. Uh, her initial kind of aim was basically to be a place 
where like basically to be able to deliver good sports bras of you know all different types to women all over Australia, particularly women in the regions who might not have access to a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, So that was kind of the initial aim. She donates all the profits from Sports Bras Direct to women's charities. Which she totally does not need to do. She doesn't. But it's so wonderful. It's also great that she does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So it's run by this lady called Amy. And the other great thing, and actually the reason why I found her was that I, you know, just was Googling like best sports bras for running. Um, And a blog post of hers popped up where she has basically tried and tested a whole bunch of different bras that she sells, um, you know, when they're in stock. Um, and she has has made a list of the best ones with underwire and without underwire um, and then gone through the pros and cons of each. So you can kind of read through and depending on what you want, you can make, you know, the, the most informed decision. Um, she's kind of the, the crash test dummy for the bras type thing. And that was really useful for me. So then I went on her website and she has this, you know, bra calculator, which a lot of places do. Um, she has a bra calculator and I, you know, punched in all the details, all my deets into that, all my digits and was like, holy shit, I'm a completely different bra size. <laughs> like, and I'm ages oh. away from where I thought I was. <laughs> I was a completely, like, we're not talking, oh, I thought I was a 12C, but I'm actually a 14D. No, it was like, I thought I was, I thought I was like a, I don't know, like a 16B or something. And I was actually like a smaller number, but a way bigger cup Yeah, size. you're like a 10F or something wild. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was like seriously mind blowing. Um, and yeah, so then I went and actually found another website, and I'll try and dig up that one because um, that was really useful. That kind of explained how bra sizes are worked out, and you know, gave you the actual um, calculations of how to do it. You know, how to take your measurements and then how to work it out. Um, and I corroborated it. You know, what Sports Bras Direct had given me with this website. I was like, okay, wow, like I'm compl- like the good journalist you are. <laughs> Freaking nerd! Um, you were reading science journals on the weekend, and I was doing my bra <laughs> measurements, baby. Um, yeah, and I was just like, okay, I think we're good. I think we've got a number here. I think this works. I'm going to give it a crack. I'm going to try, and I'm going to. Um, I chose her number one rated sports bra for running with underwire because oh, I don't know if I'm ready to try without underwire. I think it's very ballsy, but I just don't know if I can do it. Um, and the and the bra that I chose was the Freya Active Epic Underwide Crop Top Sports Bra. I love that it had the word epic in there. I was like, yep, that sounds about right for the girls. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it is. And it arrived and it fit like a glove. And seriously, it is the most supportive thing I've ever worn and possibly the best sports bra I've ever had. And ever since then, I've wanted to go back and just kind of basically buy up everything that she has. Obviously, don't have the time or money for any of that, but I highly recommend it. Sports Bras Direct, get on there, get your measurements right, and um, have a look at Amy's kind of blog posts where she explains a lot of the different bras that she has available. You know, I'm not sure if the Freya is still available, so if it's not, I'm sure there's something equivalent that she's updated with. Um, But, yeah. I might also do a little plug for a friend of mine who has a company called Joy Active, J-O-I. Um, this is Beck who I went to school with. And uh, and so she um, she has a range of of active wear that is ready for the beach. So it's oh, like yes, proper, I love this. properly supportive um, sports bras and swimsuits and, um, you know, leggings and whatever that you can literally dive into the surf in. They are 
built for real women. They've got a really wide range of sizes available. And, you know, I just love supporting other lady businesses and other lady startups. And so definitely have a look at that, Joy Active. Um, she's phenomenal. Yes. Hey, um, just because you mentioned it before, uh, I thought we could do a challenge for the week. <laughs> Maybe. You've already done it, really, Woo-hoo! actually. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. No, I didn't do it this morning. I did it yesterday morning. Uh, but, yeah, a good challenge for the week would be to try that morning yoga flow that you were talking about, um, Yoga with Adrian, 22 minutes. Is that one on the free YouTube it channel? It Kill. is. I've popped a link there. Thank you. Morning yoga flow, 22 minutes. Try and give that a crack. It is a little bit spicy, I believe. Or if you, like Sarah and I, did not do the don't want to run run because you didn't want to run, uh, totally fine. We could put that on the challenge for this week and maybe see if this week is the week that we do want to run run. Pick one of them. One of them. Give one of those a crack. The Women Like You podcast is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Camilleri. Thank you for listening and sharing our little pod. You can follow us on socials. Just search for Women Like You podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, and you can email us at womenlikeyoupodcast at gmail.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Sarah puts those together every week. They're an amazing read. Uh, We deliver them to your inbox every Tuesday. So, yeah, just flick us an email, womenlikeyoupodcast at gmail.com to sign up to that one. And don't forget to follow our Spotify playlist for the Wiley Workout. Yeah, it's called Wiley Workout. Uh, We'll put the link to it in the show notes or you can jump on Spotify and do a bit of a search for WLY workout it's a combination of sarah and my favorite tunes to work out to and some of yours as well um and yeah it's been really good it's just been kind of fun yeah it's to, a great listen i yeah. love it I, i'll often listen to it on my walk to work i gave myself a migraine because i was so excitedly punch dancing on the exercise bike <laughs> to one of the songs in our playlist and pendulum? i woke up you know, it was, was it pendulum it was the tell feel me so, it's calvin harris feel so close uh, i was just oh, like so good feels so to you right I was having such a wild time punch dancing in the air riding on the bike and then I woke up the next day with a cracking headache <laughs> but seriously it is good fun Wiley Workout on Spotify <laughs> anyway I'm Gab I'm, Sa- I'm Sarah <laughs> and uh, it's been lovely to have you here yes thank you for stopping by thanks for listening thank you for uh, your lovely feedback and rating and reviewing. Um, we hope you come back next week. Take it easy. Yeah, join us next week for the next dose of Wiley shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, for endocannabinoids and sports bras. <laughs> Woo! I love you. Love you too. Talk Bye. to you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that little giggle at the end, you're like, <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All, All right. right. So good. All right.